Okay. So we're going to start something that I wanted to start, but I didn't really get a chance because we were doing um, Alacha. But right now, Alacha has just finished for the week. And uh, we still have time to do the introduction to the Ben Ishchai, which is usually very interesting. But I feel anyways, it's a good, it's a good matzah right now to do this. So we'll do a little bit of Lekutei Alachot. What they just did is translated and explained Lekutei Alachot. So I don't know exactly where they got up to, but we can check. They got up to... Oh, they, can, they did all of the Alachot of waking up in the morning. Ashkamata Bukha. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch itself, you'll see that there's the beginning alachot is alachot of Ashkamat HaBoker. What a person has to do when he wakes up, right? Every Jew wakes up and he has a plethora of things to do. So Rabbi Natan takes every aspect of waking up and now he's going to explain to us how to use any one of these and all of these things that we do when we wake up in our Avodat Hashem every day. Not only every day, all day. How do you take this Avodat Hashem that you do in the morning? We're going to get to Ilchot Netzat Right now he's just talking about waking up. The fact that you woke up and how you can use that in your Avodat Hashem. So the first Alachad Shulchan Aruch says, a person should strengthen himself like a lion to rise up in the morning for the service of his creator so that, he, so that it is he who awakens the dawn. Okay, so you should strengthen yourself like a lion to rise in the morning. The Mishnah Burr explains there. What do you mean you got like a lion? What do you have to wake up like a lion for? Relax. Wake up like a kitty cat. Just get up. As long as you get up nicely, smoothly, go, go do what you need to do. So he says, the Yitzhahar wants to tell you when it's cold, stay in bed, it's warm. You have the covers on you. And when it's hot, the Yitzhahar wants to tell you you didn't get enough sleep. It wasn't cold enough at night. Continue staying in bed. <coughs> It is you who should awaken the dawn. soon, soon again. It should be you who awakens the dawn. That means that dawn, let's say, is the daybreak. It shouldn't be that daybreak comes and the sun shines in your face and you say, ah, oh, now I have to get up. No. You should get up before daybreak and you, Kivyachol, will bring in the day. With you already, you're doing things already and you're, you're um, whatever it is, learning or dominating. So you should wake up the morning. When does the lion get up? I'm not sure. Late, no? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it means king. like that. Lion is king. It means, it means as a... Uh, yeah, not as that. Right, I don't, yeah. that. I have no idea when the lion gets up. Maybe they... I don't, king. So I don't know how king they sleep. Gets up later. Maybe. I don't know how they sleep. I don't know. So it makes sense. Yeah. Says the Ramah. The Ramah is the Ashkenazi opinion in the Shulchan Aruch. He says, I set this pasuk of I set Hashem before me always is a major principle of the Torah. Okay? There's a pasuk that says, Shiviti Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. I put Hashem Lenegdi parallel to me always. Mm-hmm. That means two things, twofold. R- really, probably has a thousand pirushim. But two very simple pirushim. One, whatever I did, I always made sure it was Ratzon Hashem. Whatever I was doing. I was going to play sports, I was going to the game, I was going to talk with my friends, I was going to on vacation. Whatever I did, I knew that this is what Hashem needed and wanted me, to, wanted me to do right now. Now again, obviously when a person goes and learns Torah, that's Pashut, Hashem wants you to do it. You want to go 
pray mincha, that's pashut Hashem wants you to do it. You want to be nice to your, to your wife and kids, that's pashut Hashem wants you to do it. Now, where does it get tricky? It gets tricky in Klipat Noga. Once the things start being parv, does Hashem want me to have that third slice of pizza? I'm not sure. That I don't know. Now you have to insert Shivit Hashem and Egdi Tamid. Hardcore, as they say. Now you have to start. Yeah, but it could be. Could be not. Could be I'm hot. Could be my stomach needs it. Could be I don't need it. Could be I. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Etc. So. When do you say enough is enough? Everyone has to know himself. That's that's for you to know and for. I mean the the Gemara, the Rambam writes that a person should not fill his stomach completely. He should fill it two thirds. Now, it's not so easy because you want to feel full. You never feel full. You're always fulfilling it two thirds. Feel but, full, and then it's like overeating. Like, no, overeating for sure. Overeating chilagasa for sure. That's like uh, that's the fourth slice, let's say. But now yeah. you're like two thirds. <laughs> for me, it's like the second third slice. Right. That the second yeah, slice, yeah. you're you, you're gonna, you can go for that third slice, and that's gonna get you full. Right. That two slices, you're good. You can. You're not hungry anymore. You can go on for another few hours. Okay. That third slice will get you full. That third slice, maybe you should refrain from. No, I wasn't saying he had to gobble it. That's that's another avodah Hashem, correct? Eating slowly, eating properly, eating with a proper slow bracha. Small bites. Small bites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be small. Just normal, normal bites, not stuffing your face. Um, I had a funny story with that, but it's okay. Um, and another thing, Rabbi Nachman, when he was younger, I think I've told you this story probably a few times. When he was six years old, he had a malamed, he had a teacher that came and taught him every day Gemara and Torah. So the teacher would teach him certain concepts, certain Torah, and he wasn't paying attention. So the teacher says, Nachman, what's going on? You're not paying attention. He says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll pay attention now. He goes, he goes, he goes. He says, okay, tell me what I just said. He says, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I apologize. He says, tell me what you're doing. He says, no, I don't want to tell you what I'm doing. He says, well, why, what are you thinking about? He says, no, I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking about. Finally, he told him, he says he's trying to engrave within his mind, Yud, and then Hey, and then after that Vav, and then after that Hey. Engrave it within his mind, meaning everywhere he looks, he already has Yud Kei Vav Kei. He has Hashem everywhere he's looking. He's reminded of Hashem everywhere, and he was practicing that during the learning. So, so the, the teacher said, oh, that's the reason. Okay, fine. So we'll, we'll give you a couple days to figure that out, and then we'll, we'll get back to the real learning. So that's the Allah. Now Rabbi Natan is going to come and take this and include it within our Vodat Hashem. Again, it says, You should strengthen yourself like a lion to wake up in the morning. That's exactly what I need to learn right now. To the, to the service of your Creator. That you should wake up the day, right? There's plenty of people that wake up at like five and they start already, they're full speed by six. And six people are still sleeping. Who's waking up, uh, you know, this, that. Who's waking up at six? So we have to try to be those type of people. <clears throat> For Avodat Hashem, obviously. Not to go run to work and to do business. Like we say, we run and they run. We run for mitzvahs. They run for uh, absolute nothingness. Alrighty, let's start it. When a person starts examining himself. He does a little bit of cheshbon nefesh. Hopefully he does his bodhidut. He does some cheshbon nefesh. And he starts figuring out, okay, let me see where I am in Torah. Let me see. Let's figure this out. Where, where am I in my limud Torah? Am I learning Torah properly every day? Am I learning day and night? Am I learning what's necessary to be learned? Am I learning enough? 
Am I learning quality enough? All of a sudden he says, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, let's get to tefillah. Tefillah. Am I davening three tefillah today? Am I doing it to put Am I reading tehillim? Am I properly praying to Hashem? Do I have kavanah in davening? Am I talking in davening? Am I looking at my phone in davening? And he gets, starts looking at himself. Whoa, 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 this is not working out. No, 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 no. Next thing. Gemilut chasadim. How am I in gemilut chasadim? Maybe I'm good at gemilut chasadim. What am I good at? I'm not, well, I'm not really doing so much gemilut chasadim. I'm not barely giving tzedakah. I'm doing this. I'm not doing that. He starts looking at himself. Good Lord, I'm, I'm very far away from Hashem. Says the Rebbe, you see, He's full of bad things. I'm not only not doing good, I'm full of bad. And it seems to him that he's so far away from good. Says Okay. <coughs> now he's going to get to the essence of what Rabbi Nathan wanted us from this whole lesson, and we're going to explain this for the rest of the time. But this is important to understand. Once a person understands, once a person realizes that he has so much bad, he's going to get pretty, I don't want to say upset at himself, sad, down. depressed, down, not happy, whatever adjective you want to put. It's not going to be a very fun experience to realize that you're a, you're a pile of bricks. Yeah? You have, even the things that you think you're doing well in, you realize that you're really not doing so well. I go to davening, but I'm on my phone. I go to davening, but I barely concentrate. I go to davening, but I don't know what I'm, I'm saying. I go to davening, but I talk in the middle of Chazarat Hashats. I go to, it's not Shayach. I have to, have to do something, right? I gotta do good. It says Rabbi Natan, you should focus on what you are doing good. The what? Nikudat Tovah, that's this whole lesson. I just didn't say the name yet, but yeah, that's the, whole, that's the whole lesson. You have to focus on what you are doing good. Don't be oblivious. You have plenty of things to work on. But no one has ever become successful by trying to accomplish 3,000 things at once. The answer is 100%. I agree with you. I am not doing well. Now let's figure this out. How do I figure this out? By doing the exact opposite right now. First, I have to encourage myself. First, I have to realize that I do have good, that I am going to tefillah, that I do go to learning sometimes. That little bit of good, that's a zamra. That's a zamra. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's anyways. That's a zamra. I have to realize that I'm doing good, and then I, then I have the tools to go fix my problems. If you just throw me in a pile of problems, I, you just killed me. I'm never going to be able to have enough energy and enough enthusiasm to go fix what I, what I did. We just had a lesson. We are, where did we learn this? In the Kutel Chot, I think, on the Parsha. That um, the question was, how was Yaakov Avinu? It's a very interesting question. Listen to this. The Zohar asked this question. The Midrash asked this question. Rabbi Natan has his own interpretation. How was the Gemara says that Yaakov Avinu, his last seventeen years when he lived in Egypt, was the was the most uh, prosper and the best and the easiest seventeen years of his life. The greatest seventeen years of his life. Two two problems with that. Number one. Yaakov Avinu wasn't in Eretz Israel. He was in Makom Tumah. The worst of the worst. It's like saying Yaakov Avinu had 17 years in South Beach and it was the greatest 17 years of his life. How did Yaakov Avinu appreciate Egypt so much that it was the greatest 17 years of his life? Yeah? Do you remember this question, Daniel? So, and then the second question is, he knew that Am Yisrael was going to have to be there in Galut. 
he knew that all the Galiot are going to start from Egypt, right? All the Galiot are named after the Egypt after the Egyptian because that was the epitome of a Galut, of a exile. So what's he so happy about? How can Yaakov Avinu be so happy in Egypt, Makom Tuma, place where all of his descendants are going to be killed and shechted and enslaved and not happy and how can that be? And all the Galiot, all the exiles that are going to follow are going to be named after that Galut. What's he so happy about? Yaakov Avinu knew all this. He knew the Ketz. He knew the times of Mashiach. He knew everything until now. So Rabbi Natan explained a beautiful answer. He says that Siddiquim, their greatest their greatest simcha comes when they're able to be happy, be misameach, be happy, and take all the negative things, all the bad things exactly, and envelop them within the simcha. Says Rabbi Natan, says Rabbi Nachman in the Torah and he brought it in, that when people are dancing in a circle, right, say, so go to a wedding. And what do I do? Obviously, because I like touching it, I grab you. And I bring you into the circle, right? You weren't, you were on your phone not paying attention. Within six and a half milliseconds, I grab you into the circle, you put your phone in your pocket, all of a sudden you're super happy. You weren't, you were just on the phone with your boss, arguing with him. All of a sudden I bring you into the circle and you're super happy? The answer is yes. Once you're full of simcha, that's when you can work on the negative. And that's what Yaakov Avinu was doing. He was taking all the yagon, all the anacha, all the depression that he's that the Amishol is going to have to go through. He's, he was taking all the difficulties that he's going to have to that he foresees and bringing them in and making himself realize that it's all mishamayim, it's all etova. When is the best time to work on your most difficult things in life? When you're very happy. Because if you're not very happy and you want to start working on difficult things, many times out of not, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very hard to deal with because your mind is clouded. Your mind is, is, um, is darkened because of your sadness or your tense, pressure type of uh, feelings. <clears throat> so says Rabbi Natan, when is the best time? When is the most opportune time? When is the only time that you'll really be successful in working on all the difficult things in your life and you try to bring them in and envelop them within your simcha? Dafka, when you're happy. And that's what the Rebbe is saying here. That's what Rabbi Natan is saying here. What should a person do you have such a job now, you have, to, you have to deal with a hundred things that you're doing wrong. What should you do? Don't deal with them. I have to deal with a hundred. Relax. Go now, misameach yourself, on what you are doing. That's, I'm wasting my time. I have a hundred things to do. Abraham Lincoln said a very nice line once. Okay? Quoting Abraham Lincoln. My, my father-in-law, my, my, not my father-in-law, my father-in-law's father, my grandfather-in-law, thought that I named my son Avraham after Abraham Lincoln. I said, Why no. I said, no. So he said, um, he said like this, if I had 12 hours to chop down a tree, I would sharpen my knife for 10 of those hours. You've heard of that before? Probably said it before. You've heard of it before? No. It's a very good line. Now why does it, why does it make so much sense? Because once you have the tools to do what you, what you need to do, everything goes chick-chuck. Right? I go to my backyard, I want to start fixing the trees and the bushes and everything. If I'm using my fingers, what am I going to get done? It's going to take me three, three, exactly, three days. If I have a couple tools, chop, 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 bring them to the front, throw them away. Once you have tools, and the tool here is to be happy, once I have my simcha, anything can get done. Anything, everything will be glut. I'll be able to fix everything, get everything to where it needs to be. But if I'm not happy, 
this is going to depress me even more. This is going to be the most difficult challenge in the entire world to fix these things. Says the Rebbe, you have to go. Whenever you have to leave, don't feel, don't feel no, pressure. No, I'm just going to have to tie you to the thing. It's fine. Other than that, take the red string. Okay. Bye. Says the Rebbe, Tell me I recorded it. Oh, thank you. Um, now I really never understood this I really never understood what the, the last it's in Rakuti Iran and it's also in the Kuti Al-Hot. this is the beginning of the Kuti Al-Hot. he starts off the last lesson in the Kuti Iran 282 I think 283 is the last one but it's like a it's like a fake lesson 282 is a Zamra correct it's the last lesson in the Kuti Iran Rav Nassim uses it uses that lesson as the first lesson in the Kuti Al-Hot. Pretty cool. It's the only lesson that Rabbi Nachman himself said you should go with this lesson. You should go with this lesson. Every lesson you should go with. Lesson number 15, lesson number 19, lesson number 7, lesson number 65. You should go with every lesson Rabbi Nachman said. But he said, in the lesson he said, and this lesson you should go with. You should have always, you should always be working on this lesson. Because it's so important to be able to do mitzvot besimcha and to deal with your struggles besimcha. So, anyways, I never understood this one line. Maybe you guys can help me. I, I really wanna. I really wanna see. Maybe. Maybe I should look here. Maybe he explains it a little bit. So he says, "For how is it possible that he never did anything good in his life? Well, you have to look for the good. Because how is it possible that he didn't do one thing good? Let me just see. Maybe he gives the answer. Finding that good point will wake him from his spiritual sleep and create in him a genuine feeling of close to Hashem. Okay, that's pretty much what I thought he, would, what he was gonna say. So he said, I had the question like this." So he has one thing that he did good. He kissed a mezuzah once. He put on tefillin at his bar mitzvah once. One good thing, and that's going to all of a sudden change his whole perspective of life. He has to now deal with everything he's doing wrong. What's going to help him? That one thing that he did. So the answer is what he's explaining. That one thing, yes, it has enough energy. It has enough spiritual energy to wake you up to help you deal with these things. But... Baruch Hashem, we're not these type of people. We're not dealing with one thing that we did good, right? Right now, we already fulfilled maybe, I don't know, a thousand mitzvot in however many minutes we've been sitting here. Every word of Limura Torah is a mitzvah. So we don't need, a, we don't need to follow this instructive of Rav Nassim. How could it be that you didn't do one thing in your life, in your, good in your life, that was good? The answer is, Baruch Hashem, we do plenty of good things in our life. Right? We come to shul, we give tzedakah a little bit, we help other people. Uh, I don't know. You can name a million things that we do. Right? I don't have to name them. But the idea is, once you tap into that, you're able to tap into that. Continuing, Now he says, listen, listen. I have a lot of good things. Okay, I go to Mincha every day. Okay, wait, 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 wait. you go to Mincha every day? You go to Mincha on time? No, I mean, on time? I mean, I usually catch them for the Chazrat Tashat. I don't know. I usually walk in a few minutes late. I mean, on time? I mean, maybe sometimes I'm on time. Accidentally. Says the Rav, now you see a lot of problems even within the good that you're doing. Do you, do you really concentrate in prayer? I mean, I try. I mean, sometimes, not really. No, I'm just usually praying and taking three steps back, fast forward, rewind. Do you concentrate in Tachnun? I have no idea what I'm saying in Tachnun. I'm sorry. I've never understood three things in Tachnun. And uh, you're usually one of the last people to leave Shul, right? No, not exactly. No, I'm usually the one of the first people to leave. 
all of a sudden within the good you find a tremendous amount of blemishment a blemishing Tzayim he says like oh right I don't know what the what's the word he uses imperfections he uses it's riddled with imperfections gotta love English riddled with imperfections so mixed with many and with many impurities says Rav Nason al kol panim Still, you might think everything you go through has a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems. And even on this side, could be Averot Mamash. Forget not Limur Torah properly. I'm doing Averot. He speaks Lashon Hara. He looks at bad things. He, uh, he drives on Yom Kippur. I don't know. Whatever it is, he's doing plenty of Averot. Over here, he starts looking at the good. Wait, 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 I learn Torah sometimes. Yeah, but it's, uh, you don't really care. You're, you're doing it for gava. You're doing it so you can know something, so you can tell people off. Uh, Torah, uh, tefillah, chesed, another mitzvah. Yeah, but all those you're not really doing with such simcha, you're not doing with properly, etc. You're looking at all the good, and it has plenty of bad. Says the Rav, still. Says Rabbi Natan, still. They have plenty of good inside of them. The fact that you're doing them at all has, has, a, little, has a nikuda, a point of goodness. The fact that you know that you want to do them better and you do them is still very good. Says the Rebbe, Continue trying to find as much good as you possibly can. Even though this good is also mixed in with a lot of, let's say, um, it's riddled with imperfections. You should know that its essence is usually very good. And even if the essence is not good, let's say for example, with tzedakah, I want to show people that I'm giving tzedakah, I want to show people my wealth. Right? I give tzedakah $2,000 to this tzedik, $2,000 to Betak Neset, $2,000 to the Talmud Torah. I want everyone to be mechabed me, to respect me. Still, your tzedakah went somewhere. Your tzedakah did something. Could be that the, the Rav Pinchas of Kuritz, you've heard of Rav Pinchas of Kuritz, he was one of the main, three main students of the Baal Shem Tov. When the Balshanta was passing away, they asked him who's going to take you over. So they, he said, um, Pinchas is a sage. I only read it in English. Pinchas is a sage, and there's a bear in the woods. Dove Bear was his main student, the Magad of Mezrich, and Rav Pinchas of Koritz was his, also one of his main students. The third main student was Rav Yaakov Yosef Polanya. He was the one who wrote the first Hasidic Sefer, Toldot Yaakov Yosef. Those three really took over and took Talmidim and started teaching them. Anyways, so Pinchas of Quartz explains, what was I just saying? You remember what I was just saying? Mm-mm-mm. I have myself recorded, I can look back. But anyways, um, yeah. Okay, so, says Rabbi Natan, look for more and more and more good. And through this, that you're actually now judging yourself, wow, I'm really not such a bad guy. I'm really doing, I'm actually doing somewhat good. And you're finding a lot of parts that you're doing good. Even though you have a whole pile of bad, that's just piling up every time you realize more and more good, you have more and more bad. Says Rabbi Natan, an unbelievable cloud. Listen to how Shemaim works. 
You are your own judge. You are judging yourself. Trick of life, my friends. Trick of life. You're a piece of garbage, not good Jew, in Shemaim and Bayat. Piece of garbage, not good Jew. You're a tzaddik that's trying to work on yourself. No problem. It's tzaddik that's trying to work on yourself, on oneself. That's how it's written in Shemaim. Says the Rabbi, you're able to get out of your kafchova, out of the guilty side, and put yourself on the side of merit. How do you do that? You do that yourself by looking at the nikudot tovot within you. When you judge within yourself and you realize, and I have plenty of bad and I'm going to work on that one by one. We're going to hopefully get rid of all the bad. But I'm judging myself positively that at least I realize that I'm trying to get closer to Hashem. And all the good that I am doing, let's say I am doing some good, all the good that I am doing, I'm sticking with me, right? I'm putting it as postmarks all upon me. Everything is, everything is now shown. Now I realize, wow, I'm really doing a lot of good. That good, if you really judge yourself positively, you now take yourself out of the side of guilt in Shemaim and put yourself in the side of merit. That's how they judge you in Shemaim. Crazy, no? Unbelievable. So that means, yeah, I don't know, I don't really understand it. You want how you look at yourself, that's how Hashem judges you? Exactly. But you have to be truthful. You, have to be truthful. you can't be a bad person and think you're doing good. wants to listen David, I have the rest uh, recorded, so, um, where'd you go? Wow, you know they have Mexicans for that. Okay, well, you're the best. I'm going to put, can you mind putting yourself on mute, I'll put you on speaker? Okay. Right into the shiur, how far are we in? I think we're 20 minutes already into the shiur, 25 minutes into the shiur. Okay, perfect, all right. Uh, oh yeah, 25 in a half, probably. Okay, thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Ask your brother. It's good to get to, get to know this because this is uh, powerful, powerful. That's not saying. Technically, you can be a bad person and just think you're doing good, and that's how you judge. No. Technically, you can be a bad person and think you're doing good. Well, you have to be truthful. As long as you're truthful, Hashem considers. The main thing Hashem wants is truth. Hashem loves emet. Hashem is chotam, the signet ring. You know, every king has a ring. You know what is on Hashem's ring? Aleph Mem Taf. Hashem loves truth. You could be the worst person. Not you. person could be horrible. But know that what he's doing is bad and needs to get out of it. As long as you're truthful and you're not playing around and fooling yourself and Hashem, Hashem is perfectly okay with you. I know that I have a lot of problems. But because I'm truthful with myself and I know I have to work on these things, and I know one by one, hopefully I'm going to get out of this. And I have ups and downs, and I know that. But as long as I'm truthful with myself, and I don't fake myself out thinking I'm a big tzaddik, or I don't fool myself and think of myself as something else, and I'm truthful with Hashem, that is the only thing Hashem wants. Hashem doesn't want anything else but that. He doesn't want you thinking anything else. Now, if I'm truthful with Hashem, and I am trying to become a better person, that means in Shemaim that I'm doing fantastic. Right? You don't have to win the game. You don't have to win. And there's no mitzvah of being successful. No, you can't fool around. Right? You can't fool God. Yeah. You know that? Yes. In Psalm 94, oh. Hashem knows the, knows the thoughts of us. So there's no fooling. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to pretend, you know, I'm going to think of myself. A exactly. But I really know by myself that I, you know, yeah, you I, I, I messed up. Rinatan says the main. He knows, he knows the thoughts of us. The main it's about to do it is a met. 
When you go do it, yeah. yeah. it's emet. Yeah, Be truthful yeah. with him. Spill your guts. He knows exactly what you're going through anyways. You're not, you're not, it's not like your father that you want to hide information. You feel bad that he knows that you're a disgusting piece of garbage. No, 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 no. He, he's God. He yeah. wants to know everything. Yeah. Rabbi Nathan said it would be worth it to come to this world just to speak one sentence of emet to Hashem. How much we try to hide ourselves and hide our true being yeah. and hide our yeah. true desires to Hashem. And yes. You have to say, Rabbi I have this and this tava. Ew! If someone you tell someone, what are you? Why do you have that tava? You're disgusting. No, no, no. That's 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 why you don't do it. What to do to me, right? That's why we don't do it. What to do to our friends? And yet we it's do so it. What to do to God? It's so simple because all we have to do is do teshuvah. Be truthful honestly. and be truthful. Be truthful, truthful. Of the main thing is to be truthful. Shuvah. Unfortunately, just, just say sorry. Unfortunately, you know, I messed up. We all mess up. Everybody messes up. Right. But, but we feel we, we we feel that we should be better than what we are. So we don't want to get into. That's the problem with us. We don't want to get into all our problems and yeah, be truthful and imperfections and impurities be because you don't you don't do that to people. You don't talk like that to people. Yeah. To have that transition to talk like that to Hashem is very difficult in the psyche of a person. Mm. To go and be actually truthful with God, mm. I've never been truthful with anyone in my life. I've been concealing who I am. I've been hiding. I've been tricking people my whole life. All of a sudden, to go be truthful with Hashem, to be bare, naked, a hundred percent with Hashem. Kivyachol, right? To be 100% truthful with Hashem. Hashem knows anyways. Hashem knows anyways, but it's hard for our psyche to switch into yeah, okay. that. You want to say something about the before? No, no, no. Drive it home. Tell me what we said. Drive it home. Because it's a good, it's a good, it's, I want every one of well, us to judging really... judging yourself. Right. That's how you judge in Shema. Exactly. Also, the, for the, one of the main yeah. things is yeah. to be able to really understand that you are doing good. You are doing some good. Don't let the Yitzhar think you're one big chatichata one big piece of garbage. No, not one big piece of garbage. I'm doing some good. Look how much good I'm doing. Yeah, but that good is mixed with impurities, mixed with bad, mixed with blemishes. Yeah, but still, there's still some good there. Okay, it could be uh, 10 and 90. could be 20 and 80. could be 50-50. But focusing on the good gets you more good. Focusing on the bad gets you more good. Also, yeah. But when you focus on that good, now you're able to really, really strengthen yourself. Wow, okay, I'm doing so much good. Baruch Hashem, I'm really not so bad. Now I'm okay. Now start dealing with your negatives. Now start dealing with all the things that are bad. Nachman says, if you can't find anything that's, that's you know, good about yourself, there's always something to be ecstatic about, to be so happy about that nobody can ever take away from you. Right? That's the one point. Yeah. And what is that? The neshama. We're Jewish. The yeah. neshama. And only, only that fact that we're Jewish, that's such a great gift. It's like a 10,000 carat diamond that we have in ourselves. That's how big it is. Unbelievable. Yeah. Baruch Hashem, we don't have to resort to that. Some people. So I'm right. that on the... Sometimes so also. Recorded, so it's so for people maybe that... Correct, correct, some, correct. Some, some I'm saying Baruch Hashem for us here, well, we, Hashem, we should yes. realize that there's we're so chosen. much good. Chosen. There's so much good, so, so much, much good that we do every day. It's a huge merit. You know? Tremendous. Baruch Shalom, Sani Goy, every morning. Every morning we make a bracha. Baruch Shalom, Sani Goy. Thank you Hashem that you didn't make me a Goy. Yeah. We have the opportunity we can fix. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. Alrighty, continuing. Let's put this here. Okay. Continuing. Vizibichinat, this is what the Pasuk means says in Tilim. Lamadzaim. Veod meat vein rasha. The rest of the Pasuk says, Vihid Bonandra Makamovain. Veod meat vein rasha. 
I don't know how the, I don't even know what's pshat. I don't know what's pshat in, the, in this, but I can tell you what he's trying to get out of this. A little bit more, meaning a little bit. In that little bit, ain't rasha. When I look at something, when I have something I'm looking at, and I realize that it's full of bad also. Pushing yourself a little bit more, and then the, then that's the rasha is gone. You, you know, he says in that in that good, yeah. there is no rasha. If I'm looking at something good that I did, even though it has bad, say it's 90-10, that 10% is good. So in that good that I just found, I just, I just cleaned up everything else, and now I got to that little piece of good, little tiny piece of good. 10% is no bad. Exactly. Yeah. Now, in that part, in Russia. Yeah. Now, if you really concentrate on that good, that you really you have so much good, you're concentrating on that good. Now, you concentrate, you figure out where you were before, which is on the side of guilt. You were really not doing well. And now you're not there anymore. Where are you? You're on the side of merit. You're in the side of schot, of sechut. Meaning in Shemaim, they changed their judgment on you. You went from the judgment of you being a bad guy to you being a good guy. Now you can properly make yourself happy. Because now you're actually a good person. In Shemaim, they're judging you as a good guy. Says the Rebbe, now a person can properly go and pray for whatever now he needs. Beforehand, how are you going to go and enter a discussion on all the negative things that you were doing? It's very hard. You're going to get yourself even more depressed. And this is what it means. I will sing to Hashem, with that little good I have, with that little good that I just found and I scraped off all the negative and I'm riding with that little bit of good, that's how I'm going to go now and start singing and thanking Hashem and talking to Hashem. Because that little bit of good is going to be my gasoline, is going to be my energy in order to go and really work on myself. Through that you're able to properly sing to Hashem and thank Hashem. As they say, um, no one wants to be with bad. No one wants to be around bad. So when you think of yourself as bad, you don't want to be with yourself. You're, you're a bad guy. You want to be with, you want to listen to the radio, you want to listen to a song, you want to, you want to hear somebody else. But when you think of yourself as good, and you're positive about yourself, and now you realize that you can sing to Hashem, Hashem wants to hear you. You can talk to Hashem once Hashem wants to hear you. Now, says the Rebbe, only now are you able to really work on yourself. Are you able to a little bit start working on whatever you needed to work on? But before that, it would have been a mess. You're a mess working on a mess. You need to have a plan. My plan is I have to be super happy. How do I get super happy? I have so many bad things. I have so many things to work on. Just like Abraham Lincoln, Lincolnstein said, start sharpening your knife. How do I sharpen my knife? I look at all the good that I'm doing. Says the Rav, Through this, you're able to make songs. Okay, my friends, what is music? You play music, do you know? And you play music? You play any instruments? Oh, no. What do you play? 
Guitar and you play the trumpet, not the trumpet. The saxophone. Is that like a trumpet? It's like a trumpet. Not really. Saxophone. He plays the saxophone. He's an amazing saxophone player. So, both of you understand music a little better than me, but I know a little bit of music because he says so. So, the Ravnasan says that what's music? It's really a play of air. You're putting, um, well, in a saxophone, you're, you're putting the air. In a saxophone? I'm not exactly sure how a saxophone works, but in instruments in general, the vibrations of the air or of the things that are clicking or whatever you're plucking, so that type of instrument is really taking the good air, making a positive vibration, and taking away a negative vibration. So that's music, and what you're doing when you're finding yourself is you're taking the positive vibrations and you're removing the negative vibrations. And that's what he says, I will sing to Hashem with what I have left. What do you mean sing to Hashem? Where did singing come in all of a sudden? Says Rav Nosan, specifically singing. Because once you're able to remove the bad and only have the good, now you've created some type of music. And that energy is going to help you sing out to Hashem. Now again, what does it mean sing? You don't actually have to play a song for Hashem. But when you, when you praise him and when you call out to him, that's a type of song. Kind of a different concept. You also have to try to judge others. Okay? Just like you did it on yourself, you have to do it for other people. But this guy is a thief and Michalel Shabbat and he, and he, he I don't know what else, he, he, he's divorced six times and he, he killed his ex-wife and uh, how are you going to find good with him? How are you going to find good with him, one of these guys? That's the tricky part. That's why I mentioned all those other words. By the way, I've, I've, I've learned, my Rav said, Rashagamor is still a Jew. That means that if he feels, if he doesn't consider himself Jewish, he went away from, he started thinking, whatever. Atheist, yeah, I'm an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. Apicorus? course. my rough said, it's, it's not a, you don't have to do this then. No, you don't We consider them like a goy for many things. But he says here, my rough said, that what does it mean, Roshagamur? Roshagamur. But, but he feels Jewish. Yeah, he's doing everything bad. He's doing Averot left and right and center. But he believes in Hashem? He still believes he's Jewish and believes in Hashem, says the Rav, says Ravinatan, that's a Rasha Gamur, even if he's doing the worst of the worst Averot. We have to judge, not judge his actions like Avschut. His actions are horrific. I'm not judging his actions like Avschut. We had this problem yesterday, a few days ago. I'm not judging his actions like Avschut. His actions are horrific. I have no dealings with his actions. I don't. I'm judging him as a person. Exactly. Him as a person, I have to find that little spark of good within him. I have to find that Jewish neshama within him. If I find that, I can spark it up. If I can't find it, how am I ever going to spark him up? Says Rav Natan, if you find that, if you really dig deep and really figure out good, a little bit of good that this guy did, every good, by the way, is godliness. Because good is only Hashem. Hashem is good. So when you find good within him, you're finding godliness within him. When it's that guy who walked into the shul for his brother's bris, even though he came on Shabbat driving, 
He kissed the mezuzah before he came in. Now, again, is his driving okay? No. Breaking Shabbat's okay? Absolutely not. Is it, is it any bit okay? Absolutely not. But when he came in, do I have to think of him as the guy that drove on Shabbat? Or can I think of him as the guy? I have in, in mind. In mind, he's Shimon, the guy who kissed the mezuzah at the, at the party. When you think of him in a positive light, where are we? When you think of him in a positive light, Says Rabbi Nathan, pretty much something else, but when you find that Nikudatova, you've just sparked him. You've just changed him in Shamaim also, from someone who's bad to someone who's good. Because the way you think of this guy is positive. Now again, do you have to be oblivious to all the bad that he's doing? Should you go into business with him if he's a thief? No. Absolutely not. You're not supposed to be oblivious. You're supposed to be very logical. It says, Tamim tiyeh. You should be innocent with who? Tamim tiyeim. Hashem elokecha. Only with Hashem. Who are you supposed to be innocent with? You're innocent with God. Because he's never going to screw you over. He's never going to turn his back turn his back on you. He's never going to stab you in the back. But Tamim tiyeh is only with Hashem. Tamim is not with other people. You have to know that if I know that this guy has a reputation of stealing, if I go into business with him, I'm negligent. I'm the idiot. He's not the fool. I'm the fool. He's not fooling me. I'm fooling myself. So Tamim Tiyeh is only with Hashem. Says Rabbi Natan, but why can't I think of him in a positive light? I could think of him in a positive light. Says Rabbi Natan, when a person's able to do this and even find the positive, find a good light even within the worst sinners of Am Yisrael, he can be a chazan. He can pray for the congregation. Someone who prays as the actual alakha, listen to this alakha, someone who has a problem with the shayach tzibor, the shayach tzibor and him hate each other, he shouldn't pray there. He's not allowed to pray there. Why? Because you're a representative of the whole kahal. He's the chazan of the whole kahal. And when you the chazan hates somebody, or the, chazan, or the person hates the chazan, you made yourself a disconnect. Now you're not able to, you're not able to service me and act as my shliach, act as my messenger to, for, the, for Hashem and the tzibur. So here the Rebbe says that a person's properly able to lead the congregation in prayer, to be the chazan, only when he has the skill. Let's just see what he says here. In Hebrew... The word, the, the prayer leader is called the shliach tzibur. Literally, the people's messenger. Shliach of the tzibur. As he stands before Hashem representing all the members of the congregation, a congregation prays with enthusiasm as a result of their shliach tzibur finding and raising their good points, which are all drawn to him and merged within him. Says the Rebbe, why you get affected by the chazan? If the Chazan doesn't really like a few of the people in the shul, you should know that that minyan not going to be good. But when the Chazan is able to look at everybody and really find such good within them, he now has all their good within him and he's able to really represent them. Because now he knows who these people are who I'm representing and I can make a case for them that they're actually good people. Having explains that judging others favorably creates melodies, Rabbi Nachman refers to the individual who can gather up all the good points that are to be found even in Jewish sinners as the chazan who leads the congregation in songful prayer. Azamra lelokai, I'm going to sing to my God with Odi. 
What's my od? All the good that everyone has. All the good that I have and all the good that I'm looking at others. I'm looking at you, I look at all the good that you have. I look at you, I look at all the good that you have. I see at him, I try to find all the good, I look at him. And now, my friends, now I'm a real shliach tzibur. Shliach tzibur that's really representing everybody. I can represent you, you're a lawyer, right? I can represent you, I can't represent you if I know nothing good that's, that is in your case. I only heard that you killed somebody. I didn't hear any positive arguments. I didn't hear anything good that you've done in your life. I can't represent you. I can't go to court and start representing you. Same thing with a sheikh tzibur. If a sheikh tzibur, my messenger to go, to go represent me to God, doesn't know what I'm doing good, can't find the good within me, he can't be my representative. He cannot be my shliach. What kind of sheikh tzibur is this? Amazing concept. And that's why he has to find, he has to go sing to Hashem with odi, with my od good, with his little good, with his little good, etc. Says the Rebbe, you should know that every job, the job of the tzaddikim in every generation is to build the mishkan, is to build a tabernacle, a home for Hashem. I don't know if that's a side note, but from this tabernacle, from this mishkan that every tzaddik is building within his generation, the children who are learning Torah and their breath has no sin, that's where they get their koach from. So there's an alacha, really it's foundation of Judaism, one of the, one of the main things, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost going to cry that they don't do it here and I'm very weirded out. In every, you grew up in New York, what was the first thing they taught you? In, in Chumash, in Chumash, when you started your Chumash party. What was the first part she learned? Do you remember? It was in Barishas? You don't remember. You don't remember so much. So, they're supposed to be Vayikra. It's supposed to be Vayikra. Why? Because of this. Because, the, because this, this Mishkan is really the source of all the Kedusha that the children are going to now be um, suckling from. So that's why you start Vayikra. What's Vayikra? Vayikra, the whole thing, is now the, I believe it's the tabernacle. Right? The, a lot of the parshiot are the tabernacle, are the mishkan. So that's why we start from Vayikra. They unfortunately don't do it here. I don't know why, but I have to figure that out. V'zeh tzadik kol atov, bekol This tzadik, that he's finding the good within every single one, hu yodea kol ha-bechinot sh'yesh b'inyan zeh, shal ha-mishkanot, Okay, maybe we should actually look into that. Hold on. Chazal teach that the world exists only in the merit of the Torah study of little school children, whose breath is untainted by sin. You heard that? Chazal teach that the world exists only in the merit of the Torah study of little school children, whose breath is untainted by sin. When they're learning Torah, that Torah that they're learning, since it's not tainted by sin, that it keeps the world existing. The Gemara explains that once a person has sinned, the breath of, the, of his Torah study can no longer compare with the pure and unsullied breath of the school children. Gemara Shabbat, 19a. 119a. And Marsha explains it. I've never heard the word stands on 36 Tzadikim, man. I've never heard that. Where's that from? 
The world stands on 36 Sadiqim. The world has 36 Sadiqim. They're bringing in the, the holiness in a, in a hidden way. Never. I know it's Sadiq Yisodolam. Yeah. There's one Sadiq. No, there's one Sadiq. No, there's already six. No, I'm talking about 36. But there's also one. That's how they're able to bring the Kedusha, the holiness, in, in a secret way. But there's also hidden, revealed Sadiqim. That yeah, them also, the world is. No, I understand, but I'm saying, uh, yeah. the, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you what, what the, the Gemara does say. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could show me the 36 hidden Sadiqim. The world stands on a 36 hidden Sadiqim that yeah. I've never heard of. Yeah. I understand where that, where that comes from. I think it's a different inyan that they bring down, they're able to bring down Kedusha in a very hidden way. Um, yeah. Could be that. Could be also. I don't know everything. So the, the Gemara says that Rabbi Shomar Yochai says that if there are three Tzadikim in the world, it's me, my son, and I forgot the other rabbi, some Tana. And if it's two, it's me and my son. And if it's one, it's me. Shanaimar, Tzadik Yisodolam. If there's one tzaddik that the world is standing because of, it's me. Rabbi Shem Bar So he says, the merit of, the, of his Torah study lacks the power to mitigate the judgments that undermine the world's continued existence. Listen very carefully. We all learn Torah, right? Baruch Hashem, we're learning right now. Our breath, our Torah impact in the world doesn't compare to a little child's. He's learning Torah without sin. You can't, compare, you can't compare Torah with no sin to Torah with sin. Rabbi Nachman adds that pure breath, namely the ability to study Torah in purity and holiness, dis, de, what is this? derives from the spiritual mishkan that the tzaddik builds out of the nikudot tovot of the Jewish people. So the tzaddik's job is to build a mishkan from what? what the, what's the bricks made out of? All the nikudot tovot, all the good of the Jewish people, is what the, the, bricks, the bricks are able to be set with. That's, every brick is a nikudatova. So we have to receive, hopefully, from that in order to be able to have our breath be the, uh, the breath without sin. Okay, we have five minutes. Uh, maybe we'll learn alacha, one alacha for five minutes. Chazak Baruch Tzadik, thank you for being with me. We're actually on Bet, so we did all of Aleph, at least we did something tremendous today. Have a great day. Tisku de mitzvot ve ma'asim to